When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. We're here to entertain you, we'll sing your songs, for good times, the best times, you can't go wrong, we'll two-step, a new step, it won't be long, when the Dixieland is up playing, soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. See, it's you. It's me. We uh, we had a, a, a brief little hiatus. Uh, we did. Life got a little cray cray. It did. I wanted to see if you're comfortable with telling the audience like all the crazy things that have happened in the last like month in the life of Gelsey. Yeah, I did some time in the prison cell for the last month. No, um, <laughs> yeah, everything's going really good. I started teaching spin classes, so I'm a spin instructor now, and I'm back at Disney working at a dance party, and I'm dancing all night with the kids, but I'm just really fucking tired. But it's so fun. I have a lot of energy, and so both of these jobs are great for that energy, but it is the first time I've had to vocally be a lot more conscious than I normally um, um I had to call out of work a couple weeks ago because I lost my voice and I also haven't been able to do podcasts I've been going on days of vocal rest and it sucks like I lost my <gasps> that oh, was me going no. woo really hot yeah that's, I can't <laughs> like it oh, sucks because no. I love saying woo at that height yeah but it's fun I don't get there I'm, I'm gonna go to vocal therapy soon so I can learn how to talk so I don't get nodes or anything but it's been great so yeah. Well, and also, if people don't live in California to see you dance at Disneyland, there was a very brief opportunity for them to see you dancing on television, right? There was, yeah. I did a promo on the Daily Show for the Minions movie, and I was Irish <laughs> dancing. It's awesome. I need to. I'll post it on the Facebook or all for the sure. things. But it was fun. It was a blast. You know, it, did you know I Irish dance? Well, now you do. <laughs> There you go. And yeah, no, I mean, at the time that this episode's dropping, I am going to be in route to San Diego Comic-Con uh, with the Geekscape booth. I hit a point in July uh, where it's official. I am only sleeping at my house three nights the entire month of July. Oh God. Just bouncing from Tennessee to Pittsburgh, doing some house sitting gigs, California, and then down to Virginia. It's been 
it's been wild. So my plan is to do nothing in the month of August. Absolutely Good. nothing. Just stay trapped in my house. Good, as you should. I'm going to just pretend that there's like a new pandemic and I'm not allowed to leave the house for two weeks. Uh, like that's Nope, that's... I'm never pretending that. <laughs> that's fun. Have fun with your little game. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. After you just go, go, go. You you need some time. I've had a couple of days where I've just stayed in my PJs all day and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, so. there's nothing wrong with that. But what are we talking about today, Gelsey? Oh, well, today we're uh, talking about Mr. Elvis Presley. But we're not just talking about Elvis, actually. This is not one of our normal educational historical ones. This is one of our discussion episodes, and we are going to talk about what our favorite top five Elvis songs are. Yeah. And by five, I mean like eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to TCB for a little bit, right? We're going to take care of business over here on oh, yeah. Before My Time. Let's do it. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Hailing from the Garrettscape, welcome one and all to Masters of the Media. In a land of pop culture podcasts, I, filmmaker Garrett Briones, and my quote-unquote co-host Jack Watson look at the why of the stories we love and figure out why they connect with us. The show is all about loving the media you love and appreciating the underappreciated. It's a celebration of storytelling and also two pals making each other laugh at random impressions and the silliest things you can imagine. You can find Masters in the Media on all your favorite podcatchers and right here on the Geekscape Network. We hope to see you all on the Garrettscape. Well, Gelsey, right now the world is really talking about Elvis a whole bunch, uh, thanks to Baz Luhrmann's new movie, which I haven't seen yet, but it sounds like it's Oh, uh, You haven't seen it yet? You know my schedule. At what point? Do I have time for a two and a half hour movie? Um, you know that I'm going crazy busy right now, but I found time to sit down and watch Elvis because I was like, I am going to fucking see this film in the theaters and I am ready to go see it again. All right. Well, maybe during the 48 hours that I'm in Los Angeles, you can kidnap me and take me to see Elvis. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's probably not going to happen until August. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's but- so good. I thought maybe something fun that we could do. You are definitely the bigger Elvis fan than I am. I do love Elvis's yes. music, but I thought it could be fun to talk about like our top five favorite Elvis songs. See how many songs end up on the same list together. All of that good okay. jazz. What do you think? I love that idea. I definitely probably have a little more than five. Right now, I have ten, and I'm trying to still narrow it down. But I don't want us to do a I have top seven. Yeah, yeah, I have seven. So I have like my five in no specific order, and then like two like honorable mentions. And it, I'm still leaving a bunch out, but it's these ones are ones when they come on. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Well, I'll let you start as the Elvis extraordinaire. Let's start with your number five. Well, no, there's no specific order. It's okay. I can't, I because it just depends. Like, okay, you know what? I'll start with the seasonal one because that's a great place to start. Why not? Blue yeah. Christmas. Christmas. I do 
absolutely love Blue Christmas. It's one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. Every time it comes on the radio, it was like a thing between my mom and I for a while. There's something about, I mean, you get that classic. I was going to say, my favorite, my brother and I would do the ooze. Yeah, same. It's just so good. And I feel like it's a very classic Elvis. Like his thing a lot was this kind of. Are you lonesome? I'm lonely. I'm heartbroken. And it, it just fits into the, like, of course, this is the song that he would do for Christmas, but I do love it. It's one of my, again, top Christmas songs. So I had to put it on my list. I think it's the best version of Blue Christmas. I'm trying to think if there's been another version that that I'm forgetting about, but I really think that is like the version of Blue Christmas, honestly. Yeah, it was originally recorded by Western actor Doyle O'Dell in 1948. And then it was popularized by Ernest Tubb two years later. But Elvis Presley didn't record it until 1957 for his Christmas album. And it wasn't released as a single until 1964 uh, when he was back in the U.S. with Wooden Heart from his soundtrack of G.I. Blues, the film. Yes. So, but it's been covered by so many. I mean, Ringo did it, Celine Dion, the Beach Boys, Sheryl Crow. Got Smash Mouth did a version. <laughs> Harry Connick <laughs> Jr., Bed Midler. I mean, it, it goes on and None on. None of them come close to that original, I think. No, In fact, most of them try to do the Elvis version, I feel like. A lot of yeah. the covers of it do the Elvis version. Because it's what we want, and it's, I don't know, none of them. I think I've heard the Sheryl Crow one a lot, and that one kind of like annoys me. Cheryl Crow, shut up. Cheryl, nothing against you. You're fine. Just don't do Blue Christmas. Anyways, <laughs> hit me. You're going to go in order, so what's your number five? So mine's going to be a lot of probably famous Elvis songs because that's really all I know. I don't know the deep cuts. I'm going to start with Burnin' Love. Oh, I do. That's not even on my list. How could I forget? That's I love that song. Just the dun 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 start in that piano. It just immediately yeah. I'm shaken. I'm like that's yeah. what I mean. It, it's the song that represents like that what I imagine Elvis live is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like it's that high energy. It makes you want to gyrate. So it's like mm-hmm. of course, like it had to be. It had to be burning love. Just that opening line, you know what I mean? Like, I feel my temperature rising. Like, you're like, oh man, here we go. We're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like you can't. I hope you're not... warmed up, hips. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's it's great. It's such a great song. Um, I actually didn't know the original first. A punk band that I love called Goaty Hook put out an album called Songs That We Didn't Write, and this was the last song on their cover album. Was them doing Burning Love. And I was like, this song rules. So then I checked out the Elvis version. I was like, this song rules. (laughs) Great. So that's my story with Burn in Love. But yeah, I mean, you know, apparently I I took this out from underneath you. So what are some of your thoughts on Burn in Love real quick? Yeah, no, I'm just that I absolutely love it. I agree with everything you said. I think it has that nice mix. You know, it's a little bit of a later. Yeah, 1972. I knew it was going to be a 70s because you can hear that. Like the kind of the more production's a little bit better. The production's better, and it kind of has that gospel almost background. Not not as much as some of his other songs, but he went into a more gospel phase when his comeback came in the late '60s, um, and he wanted to touch roots with his Memphis side and self. And so that's why, yeah, you can kind of hear that. And it was his last top ten hit as well. Oh, yeah, but it's a good, a good one. one. It deserves. Yeah. It, I mean, if you're gonna go out. Burn in Love is a good is a good uh, swan song. Well, I will go with my next song again. Mine are in no specific order, ladies and gentlemen. But since we are in the later years of Elvis, Suspicious Minds is on mine. 
caught in a trap. I absolutely love that was a 1969 hit. And it actually was written by a Memphis singer, Mark James, who also wrote, this is fun, wrote B.J. Thomas's hit, Hooked on a Feeling. And oh, for nice. some reason I read that and I was like, why does that feel like my brain went, oh, that makes sense. We're caught in a trap, and the ooga chucka, oh. Don't I feel, yeah, I was like, I, that just, <laughs> it works for me. It makes sense. So anyways, this was Elvis's big comeback song. So this is 1969. He comes back with this hit. He hadn't had a hit since 1962 with Good Luck Charm. And he had made a bunch of movies, but was just kind of starting to like fall under and, and lost his music oomph. But Suspicious Minds is what brought him back on the chart. And that's kind of when he started touring and going back to Vegas and becoming that big Vegas Elvis we know. Which if you see the movie, then you'll know that you also kind of really feel bad for him at this point. And Aww. it's, I don't want to give too much away, but. I mean, yeah, don't ruin the Elvis movie for me. But I do have to ask while we're talking about Elvis, have you ever seen my favorite movie about Elvis? Which is, of course, the horror movie Bubba Hotep, in which Bruce Campbell plays Elvis Presley. <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna be all Forrest Gump. I was like, shut no. up, no, no, I haven't. I feel like you would find some humor in it. It's a it's a okay. horror comedy, and okay. Bruce Campbell plays an elderly Elvis Presley who lives in a retirement home, and he claims that he traded places with the world's greatest Elvis impersonator, and that's the person who actually died, but no one believes him and just thinks that he's a crazy man. <sighs> Um, and a mummy starts killing all the people in a retirement home, so he has to join forces with JFK, <laughs> who's played by Ozzie Davis, who you may know as a, a African-American actor, um, who claims that the government uh, put his brain in the body of a black man. Oh, my God. This, why have I not seen this? It's such an insane movie. It's so much fun. I got to see this. Speaking of speaking of funny Elvis movies, this is more of a... Um like a sincere one Johnny Johnny Cash no Johnny Cash parody but they do kind of touch on making fun of Elvis is Walk Hard Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story I, lo- I know that movie so I just had to mention it I was like that's such a such like, an impossibly goal. underrated movie anyways so, so you're number four I feel like I'm about to steal one off your list but hey maybe it's just that we both have it on our list uh, I gotta talk about the first Elvis song that I ever heard which is Teddy Bear <laughs> It's not on my list, but I debated that. I do, because I sent you that quote today. Yeah. And that was 12 years ago today. My Facebook status was a line from Teddy Bear. Yeah, I love Teddy Bear. I think it's a catchy song. I think it's fun. And my exposure to it was through Hanna-Barbera. Um, when I was a kid, Hanna-Barbera would put out these VHS tapes that were like classic rock songs that they would uh, put like the Hanna-Barbera cartoons over top of. So they did all these old Yogi Bear cartoons over top <laughs> of Teddy Bear. And my grandfather had the tape and I watched that. That's how I first heard the Monster Mash. That's how I heard a lot of like Jan and Dean and Beach Boys songs were on that. Um, I, I mean, I'm literally just naming things that we will definitely talk about on this show. Oh, Little Old Lady point. from Pasadena is one of my all-time oh my favorite God. songs. So. <laughs> and I, I actually learned that song through a cartoon as well. That was on an episode of Animaniacs. Um, mm. But yeah, Teddy Bear is, I mean, to a certain extent, this could have even legitimately been my number one favorite Elvis song. I really do really? love this song. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do I do like it for, um, you know, obviously Elvis is quite the hunk and we all know that, but man, when I watch any of his movies, I do find myself absolutely swooning. I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I, it you can't help it. He's just literally like 
such a hunk. But um, I love that this song is like that such a sensitive, you know, when he plays in all of his movies a very like, come here, darling, and like grabs him and just takes him and kisses him. Almost yeah. chauvinistic in moments and it's very like of its time. But you know what? All the girls want it. Let's be real. That's when I'm like, I'm a strong, independent, grab me and kiss me. Like, yeah. you know, don't like, I, you know, whatever. I do love this song that it's like he's, is kind of giving out that sensitive, like, I just want to be your teddy bear. I want to be, it's that emotional, more soft, like, you know, and the line I wrote was the, I don't want to be a tiger because tigers, tigers play, play too rough. Too rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that love was, that. I was going to say, that's the best part in the song to me, honestly, is, it is that like, I don't know, I guess that's technically the bridge. Yeah. But yeah, it's, that's my favorite part of the song. That's the part of the song that's always in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm a bridge whore, so I do love, I don't know if that's a thing, but it is now. I realized that the other day that I was like, I'm addicted. I think every Everyone loves a good bridge because it is like that really it's not like obviously the chorus is the catchy part but to me the part that like gets me off just a little is always a bridge leading into like the big final key change like, chorus one of my favorite yeah. bridges of all times is tiny dancer and the yeah. oh how i feel so real lying here like i i get like worked up on that part i'm just like this is brilliant like oh yeah. i love it no i agree with that and that is a really good bridge that is a very good bridge. Oh, all right that's so the- good okay I'm going to go in with hard-headed woman. Well, a hard-headed woman, a soft-hearted man, been the cause of trouble ever since the world began. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the sense of what we get. I love hard-headed woman is another one of those. It was 1958. And it was one of those ones when I was really starting to get into Elvis as a kid. I had like a the gold collective album of whatever, you know, kind of all of Elvis's hits. And this one would come on and I just, hard-headed woman, soft-headed man. Like, it just starts off, oh yeah, ever since the world began. Oh, like it kind of had that (laughs) fast rhythm and blues, you know, and I love how it's almost him getting mad at, he's going through all the biblical, famous biblical figures. He's talking about Adam and Eve. He's talking about Delilah and Samson, Jezebel, and, and how, you know, these, these men told these women stop and they, it was their fault kind of, but it was also kind of like playing into how women have their, the men on their finger, in my opinion, is kind of how, but it, it, you almost hear his like, not frustration, but just like, come on, woman, like feeling an energy to it. And I, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. You feel it. It's the, you know, it's my favorite line is a Samson told Delilah loud and clear. Get your cotton picking fingers out my curly hair. Oh, yeah. Ever since the world began. Yeah. A hard headed woman's been the phone inside a man. And it's uh, I always that line is so hard to say, but it's such a great and even the guitar solo has just this energy of like. It's great. It's really that early rock and roll, but still blues kind of a feel. And it's, I love it. I can't get enough of that song. Man, I've got so many that I'm still trying to narrow down. Uh, So I'm going to go with one that I know definitively is in my top five. And my number two will probably be a song that could have been my number five, actually. That's why I did no, no order. I can't. I just knew distinctly what my number one was. I got to go with, it's a a wedding classic at this point, but uh, I can't help help falling falling in love with you. And this is one where where I have heard covers that I like a little bit more than the original, but mm-hmm. like there's always a place in my heart for just how beautiful this original song is. Um, I had an uncle who recently passed away. Elvis was his absolute favorite artist. 
you know, this was the song that they played as they lowered him into the into the ground. Mm. So there's that emotional connection Fucking too. But sad, Matt. I hey, that's me. I roll in Man. with sad stories. Uh, but no, it is it is a beautiful adored song for a reason because it it is yeah. a very I mean the lyrics are gorgeous the melody is beautiful and it is like I will find myself just driving and just humming this to myself out of nowhere mm-hmm. like it just exists somewhere in the back of my head at all times just waiting to like burst out yeah I I can definitely agree with that I didn't put it on my list I think just because of out of obvious like oh it's such an obvious reason but I think I was like oh duh everyone's that's on like a top five list of maybe all time songs yeah, five, like greatest songs of all time it's like oh, great, yeah and it is yeah. and it's I mean our listeners are like duh you guys but it is I used this song as an audition song for a while in New York which is a terrible terrible option it doesn't have it it's the wrong tone and theme but I loved it so much I highly recommend even before it won't ruin the movie listen to the soundtrack to the Elvis film it's incredible but there is a cover of this song on there that I is really nice it's a I don't know who sings it it's a woman but it's beautiful there's a lot of great versions of that song because it's a great song when there when you have a song as good as this song it's almost like your challenge to make it bad (laughs) you know what I mean challenge accepted you know what I mean it's like just play it the way it's written and it'll sound Mm -hmm. beautiful (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay my next song I'm debating which order to go in but I think I'm gonna go with Bossa Nova next I said, take it easy, baby, I worked all day and my feet feel just like lead. You got my shirt tail flying all over the place. Talk about, like, probably the number one Elvis song if you put on. It's not that I'm wiggling in my chair. I, like, have to get up and go fucking nuts. Like, in my mind, I've got a full fringe outfit on and I just, like, cannot stop shaking. It's I'm obsessed with it. It came out in 1963 on the Fun in Acapulco soundtrack. So it was in that movie. And it is, you know, Bossa Nova was starting to become more of a a thing than we had Girl from Ipanema was getting a top hit. Blame It on the Bossa Nova was another. So it was definitely up and up. Funny thing, though, about Fun in Acapulco is Elvis was banned from Mexico at the time. So he was not allowed to go to Acapulco to film. His stunt (laughs) double did, like, some of the other shots that they needed. But they filmed everything in L.A. And I think the reason he was banned was because riots broke out over his two previous films, King Creole and G.I. Blues, during screenings at a movie theater in Mexico City. So there was also some, they were just like, just don't come. (laughs) But I love, I mean, that bossa nova, just immediately the, I said, hey, bossa nova, baby, what's your word? And it just has that bossa nova. I feel like I need to watch these Elvis movies. I've never seen any of the movies starring Elvis. Oh my God, they're so good. And like the way he performed, like, it just, you, I mean, obviously, duh, Elvis is Elvis, and so we all know there's a reason he's famous, and blah, 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 but, like, you really do just get it. Like, watching it, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I, yeah, I'm just like, what is going on to my, like, I understand why girls just, ah, like, scream. That's that's how I feel when I watch him. I'm just like, I'm right there with those teenage girls in the 50s. I have these feelings that I can't control, and I don't know what to do with. That Elvis still makes me feel that way. He really does. I love it. I love it. And Austin Butler definitely made me feel that way watching that movie so good job he deserves an oscar i would be shocked if he's not nominated all right shocked i'm excited man buzz lerman's like one of those dudes who comes out of retirement every like 10 years and just makes a masterpiece and then just like 
vanishes for for a bit. I know. I loved. Back. I didn't even know. Someone's like, "Did you know Baz is coming out with an Elvis film?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. And when I watched the trailer, I was like, "Hey, where has he been? Like since Great yeah. Gatsby?" And oh my god, this is like the perfect. Oh, some people didn't like it. It's a very the film is getting very big mixed reviews, and it's like either love hate. I usually love all of his stuff, so I'm sure I do I'm too. He's never made anything I don't like. So I had like this crazy. Like, literally, I would say, like, a four-way tie for what the next song was that I was going to pick. And I was like, all right, I've got it narrowed down to three of those four songs because they are, like, three, like, iconic. When you think of Elvis, you think of one of these three songs. So I took a minute to just listen to the first, like, five seconds of each one of these songs. I'm trying to guess what they are. Uh, When we get to the honorable mentions, I'll say them. But I, I listened to the first, like, five seconds. And then when I got to this one, I said, no, it's obviously this one. Hound dog. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. The crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. I I knew it. I was like, it's gonna be hound dog. Like the way that song kicks off, it's like you talk about the you know like the shot heard around the world with music you know what i mean like you talk about mm-hmm. the beatles performing she loves you you talk about the opening chords to nirvana smells like teen spirit and like i don't think that this was his first hit but there's something about just that you ain't on the bottom hound like it's like that is the sound of elvis like that is yes. what like if you need it to explain elvis to someone in five seconds that is all you need to play them. <laughs> like, That's so true. It is. It's such a good, and that was, you did it very well. Good job. Thank Matt. you. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorites as well. I didn't put it on my list. I don't know if it's because the show I'm currently doing, it's in. And so I listen to it like a million times and I'm like, oh God, get, all right, kids, do this now. But it is one of my favorite songs. And I, I constantly talk about this to people when I'm explaining what the genre jump blues is. And I definitely mentioned it on this podcast before and I definitely want to do an episode on Jump Blues itself but this song is originally recorded by Big Mama Thornton in 1952 she's this big black woman and it is you ain't nothing but a hound dog like this deep ride and it has this different and they did a really nice job in the movie as well and I was really excited that they showed this that they did have her in the film and kind of when he would have heard it and they do this real cool mix over of her singing and what's going on and you know Baz does does his best um but that you know it did come from that genre first jump blues is in between when blues was kind of jazz and blues had already been birthed and it's right before rock and roll it's kind of that rhythm and blues pre-rock was jump blues and this is the song I always use to explain what Jump Blues is. So I love the original of this as well. It's very different. And you can see how Elvis, Elvis, Elvis fired it. Um, yeah. But it is, it's such a great, it's such a great song. And it, it, he just kills it. And obviously that's why, you know, he got so huge with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to tell us what your, essentially your number one song is, but you've said already, yeah, there no it's going to be so silly. Order. It's kind of silly that this is my number. It, yeah. It's, it's not necessarily my number one, but it, had to be on my list because it's one of my all-time fucking favorite Elvis songs. It was my ringtone, God, 13 years ago for like two years when I had like the chocolate slide phone, those the yeah. phones that slid open and I had that, yeah. And it's Return to Sender. Return to Sender. Return to Sender. I gave a letter to the post. So anytime I hear that, I still am like, my phone. I just love that we had no matches. That, I do too. Actually, that's really, yeah, because I have my honorable mentions and it's um, Return to Sunder. I, 
I love that song so much and I don't know why. And it's it's a simple, it's not that, for some reason it's so catchy, but I just love the, this guy's just trying to send his girl a letter and she he keeps getting it back. It says, return to sender, address unknown. No such number, no such zone, which is fun. So it says no such zone, which is um, a year after this song was released, which it was released in 1962. Zones were replaced a year after with zip codes. So the line, oh. no such number, no such zone, became outdated within a year. I probably did it just to fuck with Elvis. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So like, we're going to get him. And um, <laughs> I, I think one of the reasons I love this song so much is because when I was a teenager, um, Cirque du Soleil had an Elvis show, Viva Elvis, which was incredible. Unfortunately, it closed. It was at the Aria. And I now have a lot of friends that were in it, um, but I met them after and, and worked with them in different shows. But they did a number to return to sender and it was the fucking coolest number ever because it was a mix of like a, um, a, a nod to Elvis being in the military. And so these girls that were the dancers had real cute wigs on that were like little 1950s and they had dresses were made out of like military letters. And so they were dancing, but then in the back there were high bars and everyone was in military outfits and they came into this like military march and then it went into but they had a drum line. It was like, and everyone was doing high bar at the same time, flipping on the bars and I, oh, it's so good. It was, I still am like trying to find like a good video clip of it online. I think my friend Stacy was in that number. My friend Talia, who I used to live with, was a dancer in that. She actually danced um, the solo to Bossa Nova as well. And then this other girl, Haley, that is now an incredible stunt woman, was in that number. It, it's still one of my all-time favorite things I've ever seen on the stage. That's and so awesome. I think that implemented why I love Return to Center so much. And I get like overly excited yeah. about that song. I mean, it's also when just it's, a great song, but yeah. It's such a cute song. It is, but it's just, I have this extra like oomph behind it that I'm like, God, this is great. <laughs> yeah. All right. And my, my number one song is also kind of a weird one. Cause this is definitively my favorite Elvis song. Like it's okay. not like, this is definitively my favorite Elvis song and I have a reason for it. Um, it's don't be cruel. You know, I can be fair. That's one of my honorable, literally, I only wrote two honorable mentions down, and Don't Be Cruel is is one of them. I was like, God, this has to be on my list. So when I first got my license and I was driving around, I had a cassette tape because uh, I had a car with a tape deck. Uh, and I had a cassette tape that was all like 50s rock and roll. And I tell you that there was no other song that made me feel like I was in 19, the 1950s driving around with my friends than when I had Don't Be Cruel cranked all the way with that driving bass line. And like my hand was hanging out the car, like hitting the side of the car. Because it was like an old like 60s Buick that I was driving around. And I just was loving life whenever I would hear this song. So like that song just unlocks a memory in me every single time that I that I hear it now. Uh, similar to your return to sender. But mm-hmm. what was your what was your other honorable mention? And then I'll tell you the other ones that I was. And also, don't between. be cool. You said in the fifties, specifically nineteen fifty six. There you go. A heartbreak hotel. It's yep. such a classic, but I I absolutely love that song, and it gives. I'm a big blues fan. If you have not found out yet, that's why I love the Rolling Stones so much. And I've gone off about that, but I do love the blues, and this is the most bluesy. Just gun gun. Oh, since my baby left, gun gun. And it's it's that. 
but it's more stripped down than most Elvis. That's what I liked about it. So stripped, and it's just a guitar, and it's it's kind of that when you're sitting on the road. Because when I was bluesy vibe, yeah. When I was listening to all these songs to try to figure out where I wanted to play stuff, I was really drawn into just how much that song is just the bass line going for such a really long time. You know, like Mm -hmm. you're right, it is a blues, blues, blues song. Um, that was one of the ones when I was trying to figure out what to pick and I went with Hound Dog that was in contention and obviously also Jailhouse Rock like I feel like those three songs really are the foundation of like when you close your eyes and someone says think of a big Elvis song like those are the songs that are going to jump into your head yeah I, I I love it and I think the bare raw feeling of it is is why it's yeah. so good and it's my favorite is after he you know he's been on the lonely like that breakdown you're just like oh it's almost like he's like bringing you in for a secret and you can't lean in far enough is how when I he feel. keeps getting quieter and quieter yeah, yeah like you just so and then it, and then when he does come out the bill hops always crowded you know and it's yeah. it's that build up of you feel that emotional journey of of getting quiet and internal and oh and then just fuck like and yeah. it's if anyone here has been through heartbreak which i'm sure we all have it nope, you never. can relate and i know <laughs> what's that like the lyrics obviously just nail it and it is i love the idea of this hotel where it's it's always busy but there's always room to check in because we're all you know it's it's so great it's just such a another one of those could be a top 5 all-time songs that I right. love ever. Even though it wasn't on my top five list, I know that's where yeah, you can't make me weird. make lists like this, Matt. I know, it's I know. All right. So there. And obviously I love like Jailhouse Rock. It's like and like I do love, love that song. I love Rockahula, but they for some reason just didn't so actually. So the last the last few that I had kind of just chilling in the like maybe, maybe not. Um Love Me Tender, I think is a very yeah, underrated ballad a- from him. Um Little less conversation, a lot more action. Specifically, oh, I really like the, the I like the Fat Boy Slim remix of that a lot. And then Is it Fat Boy uh, Slim, Junkie, it's Junkie XL. That's it's on my oh. uh, iTunes. So I was like, I don't think that's correct. Oh well, then never mind. Burst your little bubble. You did. There, you Matt. just ripped it to shreds. I I used to love um the drama series Las Vegas. I we okay. my family and I watched it religiously, and this was the opening credit song gotcha okay so you got this one locked in there and then also one that i just kind of recently discovered but his cover of my way made famous Hmm. by frank sinatra is very good do you know Um, the first time i ever heard my way the reason i knew it as a kid is it the sex pistols no it's better than that it's more (laughs) gelsey than that it's what you're gonna go fuck so at the end of george of the jungle the credits are rolling (laughs) (laughs) and ape goes wait you forgot about me and he had gone to vegas for his act and the ape is singing my way and then there's like a fake ursula and george like swinging doing an aerial act and he's that song though that song when done right will get you like right here like that's like a song that makes me feel like i can do fucking anything if i'm listening to that song i'm like yeah "Yeah, i'm going through the shit but i'm doing it my way baby (laughs) it's kind of like the way that don't rain on my parade can get me like you just walk around and you're like everyone fuck off i'm doing the thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) or or how sending the clowns just makes me so sad (laughs) every time i hear it If you like music and you like podcasts and you like to laugh and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalog of a one hit wonder band or artist. 
From there, we have a good, healthy discussion as to whether they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit wonder. We have a huge back catalog, and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be Happy, and the Macarena to King of Wishful Thinking and Cumbersome. I promise you're going to love the show more than Jaquan loved getting tipsy, and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Match. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Gelsey, I think that that was a lot of fun. If the listeners want us to do more top five episodes, well, where's the best place for them to tell us that we should do more top five countdown episodes. Yes, please tell us to do more top five countdown episodes on Instagram. You can find us at before my time underscore podcast or on Facebook. Just type before my time. We will pop up. Let us know what movie genres, movie directors, song artists, anything that you'd be interested to hear what our opinion is of our top five. That's right. And while you're here, speaking of five, why don't you just give us uh, five stars? That would be awesome because then we can reach more listeners like yourself and spread our lovely top five lists. Hope you're having a great summer. We'll see you soon. Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.